Happy Monday. Today, we are talking about how to shift out of a place of a negative attitude or handle negative emotions. We are giving you a list of things to put in your toolbox today. We know this this can be really challenging, especially when it seems like things just keep hitting you left and right and you feel so stressed and you struggle to see the good. That is what we are going to help you with today from a mindset perspective. So let's get into the show. And if you find this helpful, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to The Food Code. Share it out with a friend. Tag us on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. If you do have any requests that you would like for us to cover in the coming days, go ahead and visit fitmomlife.com backslash ask, and you can submit your questions there and any requests that you have for topics that you would like us to cover. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over Happy, happy Monday, everyone We are talking today about your emotions And people like lists That's something that we've learned from rankings of our podcasts That people like lists So we're making it into a list Mm-hmm. I, I like I it. that. I do too. It, you know, it keeps it concise. Um, by the way, if you are new here, I am Becca. I am with Liz. Uh, we are co-owners of Fit Mom Lifestyle. We are functional practitioners, and we are here to disrupt the BS of the health world that exists today. Because, good God, it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming. There's so many false things out there. I feel like. Did you see that video um, that was circulating of like how to eat healthy in 2023 and this guy's eating eggs and then he sees a video that's like eggs can give you cancer and then <laughs> all these other things and it's like and then he goes to eat like oatmeal and this person's like oats are horrible for you they spike your blood sugar and it's like this guy's just like trying to eat all these different things that are very normal foods. Like, that is how I feel like our health world is now. Uh, yeah, days. but it's okay to promote false food, like fake food, right? Fortified mm-hmm. things that your body doesn't recognize and does no benefit for the body because mm-hmm. the food industry makes money off of it, right? And then we think about the diet industry, the diet culture that we have, well, just buy these shakes, buy these, again, products that are fake processed things and mm-hmm. eat it five times a day. And then you can have one small meal at nighttime with some chicken breast and broccoli. Like I just want to like stab my eyes out if I had to eat that way. Um, And it's very, very frustrating from our perspective, because on the flip side of these diets and these very restrictive things and all just the various, you know, supplements and stuff out there. I was talking with someone this morning about probiotics, you know, her son has been to many doctors, GI doctors had all the testing done and they were left with go to your local Walgreens and buy this brand of probiotics, see how it helps. And um, and it's just so infuriating because even when it comes to health supplements, they all do different things, work in different ways, and we want to be very specific with them. And so we get it. It's so frustrating. And at some points you start to feel like either crazy, it's all in your head or hopeless, and I'm never going to get to where I want to be. That's what this podcast is here to help you guys with. Live a healthy lifestyle, read through and break through a bunch of the BS that's out there and really decipher. Got to use the common sense, right? Like put that Mm -hmm. common sense hat on and filter and say, does this make sense for me? And does it help me in any way? Because we see so many clients coming in after years of very, again, restrictive diets. I don't want to call out one specific 
program here, but you know, I am referring to things like Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, Octavia, the list goes on of all of these programs out there based around 1200 calories or so. And it's not whole real unprocessed food most of the time because they're making money, you know, on these things. And now we have a lot of dysfunction and dis-ease in the body. People don't feel well. So that's what we do. That's why we're here. Functional testing is a big part of what we do. We want to test and we don't want to guess and waste time. We have very strong clinical experience and educated guesses, but every human body is different. Uh, Beck and I both experienced this ourselves, you know, looking at our test results. A lot of things that we uncovered uh, for both of us that were like, oh, that's shocking. I don't feel like I have symptoms of any of this, but hey, this is another piece to my puzzle. And that's what we do with our clients is we put your puzzle together. We don't want to miss pieces. We want to look at the entire body, how things function, because how your organ systems are functioning together and playing like a fine-tuned symphony or not uh, is what you experience every day. So that's what we do. Thank you guys so much for being here. And we're going to give you some mindset stuff today because the world that we live in, makes it real easy for us to really wallow, I think, in some negative thoughts and negative mm. emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world itself in general just has shifted to such a negative focus place and it's very easy to find those things. And I think, unfortunately, there's also a lot of affirmation and it being okay to have that mindset, like, oh, it's okay to not be okay. And we've talked about this. It is okay to not be okay. but that should not be your standard of life. That should not be something that you are dealing with all day, every day, forever. Because then you have to look at this list and the number one on this list, which is taking responsibility for your thoughts and actions. You guys, there are plenty of people out there that have really, really challenging lives. They've had challenging upbringings. Like I think of one of our um, one of our good friends, Mark Joe. Um, he talks a lot about this and he's a great follow on Instagram, by the way, if you want to, if you want to follow him, um, he was born to drug addicts in a very non-affluent area. He was in and out of the foster system. He ended up in a wrong circle and got into, you know, selling drugs and doing drugs, ended up in jail for five years, um, got out of jail and basically had nothing. And he was, I don't remember, I think he was in his early 20s when he got out of jail, um, mid-20s, and since then has built an amazing life. But he had all things stacked against him. Like He could have had all of the reasons to play the victim. He could have had all of the excuses. And that's just one person that someone I, you know, we know. And their story resonates with me a lot, you know, like resonates in terms of like that someone wanting to play victim, um, but instead taking control of their actions, their thoughts, their life, um, because we are the ones that get to view that. We know so many people. I know many clients. I have many friends, people that have had rough pasts. And we're going to have another one on this list that's going to talk about that a little bit. But at the end of the day, you need to take control of their thoughts and actions that you have every single day, because it is something that you can control. It is something that you can change, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like you can. And if you are going through a hard time, let it be a period of time. Do not let it turn into your life. Do not let bad times turn into bad years and decades because we never move past something bad that happened to us. And so what does this look like? Like, how do you take responsibility of your thoughts and actions? And we've talked about this a lot, and this is going to kind of mesh into other pieces of this list, 
but you have to become aware of what's bothering you. You have to become aware and look in the face of what is triggering triggering you every single day and then be like, oh, I have control over how I react to this. I have control over my thoughts and whether they are negative or positive, even if it's not the initial reaction, because let's be honest, sometimes when bad things happen or things don't go your way, that initial reaction is like, shoot, this sucks. Like, woe was me. I don't like how life is going right now. It's not doing exactly what I want it to do. Does it really ever? No. So how can you switch things? How can you then change, take back control of your life and not sit in the driver's seat every single day? Because number one on this list is there for a reason. You have to take responsibility. Yeah. And I think the world that we live in is very victim mentality right now. And while I get it that sometimes you want to be upset, have a pity party, be angry, whatever the feelings that you have when things don't go your way, the best way to make the most out of those situations is to really look at what you are doing about it. Right. So for example, if you were passed over for a promotion at work, instead of saying, oh, it's because that other person is close with the boss or maybe their ethnicity got them the job. I've heard that uh, a few times, you know, uh, lately. And instead of thinking that like one, I think you should be happy for that person. Uh, maybe their work performance and, um, you know, just their talents got them that job. And you have a little bit of work to do before you get into that next level. Uh, and a lot of times that can be a saving grace for some people because sometimes people get those promotions too soon and they don't fulfill the job because they don't have the skill set yet. And then they end up jobless, right? So it's also, instead of thinking this victim mentality in certain situations is, Hey, what can I do then to improve my skill set, my performance and, you know, develop to get to where I want to be. Or maybe it's a moment that you realize I don't want to be doing this anymore. I don't like the corporate world and I want to leave and I want to pursue something that I'm really passionate about. You can always turn these trials and tribulations and tests that you have in life into kind of testimonies and make them work for you. So again, we think we have to, in, in addition to this responsibility, uh, we have to get rid of the victim mentality because again, that can be a deep, dark swallowing hole. The second thing is here, like look at internal stressors. Uh, I think this is huge. We place so much on our plates sometime, right? You're just piling it on like you went to the Golden Corral or your favorite Chinese buffet and it's just dropping things all over the place because you have too much on your plate. You feel, Beck and I have said this to each other before, I feel like I'm dropping a ball somewhere. That's not mm -hmm. a good feeling to have, right? Your body senses this. And we're going to do a whole podcast on the cell danger response Eventually, we have done a podcast on stress and trauma and how your body perceives these things. But when we think about this state of kind of trauma that the body gets into, this is where a lot of health issues arise. We can get stuck in some of the phases of this cell danger response. And when we're stuck there, it gets harder and harder to pull your way out of it because you're not managing the stressors. And so you prolong your healing journey and making progress because you continue to think that the answer or the solution to your problem in terms of weight maybe is to eat less and move more. And that only is compiling to this pile of stress. 
So we lack food, we lack nourishment, we lack sleep, right? We lack the things that we need to build the body up. And all of these things really place a big burden on the body. So you need to look at some of those internal stressors and you also have to separate this too in what is manageable and what is not. Mm -hmm. What can we manage day to day? We can manage our hydration. We can manage what foods we choose to consume, how much of it we can choose to consume or too little. We can manage our movement. Are we walking, you know, are we moving our body in non-stressful ways or are we hounding ourselves in hit classes and boot camp and CrossFit all the time? You can manage those things and you can adjust and you can pull levers in different ways. You can most of the time, depending upon what phase you're in life, you know, with kids and whatnot, manage how much sleep you're getting by shutting off the TV, making that adult decision, responsible decision to turn off Netflix and get into bed a little earlier, right? Maybe give yourself some time in the morning to have a morning routine instead of starting your day. I say this uh, a lot with your hair on fire, right? You give yourself time to wake up, do either some reading, meditation, something calm, journaling about your day, thinking about what you need to get done in the day and making a list. We like lists. I like checking those things off. All of that can help with the stress that you have. You can't remove some of these big stressors in your life, such as your kids, your jobs, you know, maybe some family things or emotional strains can't always remove those things, but you can manage how you show up for yourself. And that can go a long way in terms of our stress. I think of people that have, you know, like feel like they're having an emotional meltdown every day or every little thing bothers them. Like, I just can't handle, you know, every time I see this or that, like I get so upset. Those are the people that we need to look at why we have zero tolerance for stress. That is likely you have way too many things stressing your body out already, and it just cannot anymore. It basically, your body has reached a limit and now everything bothers you. So even the little things that never used to bother you emotionally are now bothering you. Like Liz was saying, are you exercising too much and basically taxing your central nervous system? You Believe me, we've talked about this before. You are not in control. Your central nervous system is. It is basically the system that adjusts things physiologically, unconsciously to keep you alive. So when you don't feel stressed, but you're not sleeping well, you can't remember anything, you have all these issues, it's showing your body is stressed. And so you need to see, am I not eating enough? Am I? Do I have all of these things that are basically getting me to a breaking point every single day? I think back to when I used to train two to three hours a day and I was not eating enough, I was a raging biatch every single day. I would have a bad workout and I would not talk to my husband for an entire day. And I look back on it now and I'm like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. It's because my body was so unbelievably stressed. I couldn't manage my emotions. It wasn't because I was a miserable individual. It was because my body could not handle things. I was already putting it through way too much with way too much exercise, too little nourishment, and I couldn't keep up. And so I, in turn, was extremely moody and emotional about things. And so you need to see, it might not be that you are moody and emotional. It might be that your body does not have what it needs to be resilient to stress. So the next one we're going to talk about is letting go of the past. And this is bad things that happen to you. This is maybe people who hurt you. This is things that you maybe identify with. So Lewis Hose, Ho, I, I keep saying his name wrong. He was in the Andy Fasola podcast. House. House. That's right. H-O-W-E-S. Um, he talked about how when he was younger, 
as a child, he was sexually molested by someone that no one, like he didn't know, his family didn't know. Um, And he held on to that for so long and was ashamed of it for so long. He's like, I didn't tell anyone, but I was so ashamed that if anyone knew about it, that no one would want to be friends with me. No one would want me in their circle. And so he held on. And what he said is he's like, holding on to it did nothing for me. It did nothing. I had no benefit to holding on to it. I had to let go of it to move on in my life. And I see a lot of people cannot let go of people that hurt them in their past, whether it was a family member, their parents, maybe they didn't have a great upbringing. And so they hold on to these emotions and basically are waiting for a forgiveness from them for a, I was wrong. I was a bad person doing this to you. And I'm sorry, you guys, you are likely never going to get that. 99% of the people will not get that because those people will not change. And if you spend your entire life trying to change someone that will not change, you are going to spend an entire life wasted. And so you need to be willing to forgive yourself. You need to be willing to let go of those things. And if you need to work with someone for those things, find some, find a therapist, find someone that can help you move past that trauma. But at the end of the day, you cannot wait for someone to come and change that for you. You need to change it yourself. Yeah. Man, this brings up so many things in terms of, you know, trauma. I'm reading a book right now called The Body Keeps Score. I've recommended it uh, before on this podcast. I've listened to it, but reading it is is really cool uh, just because it sinks in a little bit differently. And, you know, I, I've referenced this too in terms of like the, the church that we go to and some of the series that the sermons that we're in right now is, um, you know, all around freedom and being free from things in our lives. And this past one, uh, this past weekend was all about forgiveness and being free from all of these things that we hold on to and internalize. Because what we know about unforgiveness is that it does, doesn't do any good, right? If the person's not coming to you and apologizing and you're just fostering this unforgiveness, you will continue to damage your own life by destroying relationships. You're internalizing this anger and this bitterness, which can lead to many physical diseases and psychological problems because again, the body keeps score. So if you've not read that book, highly recommend doing so. If you've not worked with somebody to work through trauma, highly recommend doing so. These things are really hard to face, but they can lead to impacting you know, your day-to-day life by constantly keeping you stuck in the cycle of negative, always seeing the bad, having that kind of woe is me, this happened to me. Right. Again, we think about turning our tests into our testimony. Many, many people out there, um, you know, have done this. I think, you know, in terms of, uh, for example, Andy Frisella being stabbed in the face, being scarred for life, literally in his face. Think about, um, oh, there's the girl that I follow, Amberly. Uh, she has a horrible scar on her leg and, you know, just uh, a, a debilitating disease that she's now turned into her testimony of telling people you can overcome these things. Your mind is so powerful. So I couldn't agree more. You've got to deal with the things that have happened in the past, but you also have to find a way to forgive. Maybe you don't have that opportunity because unfortunately that person has passed away or you never want to see them again. Maybe they're in jail for the things that they did, but you have to find a way to release those negative you know, emotions, that anger and that bitterness, because it will eat, eat you up. Yep. Um, and the next one here is 
letting go of expectations and the anxiety of the future. Oh my gosh. I, yes, this is, this is something that I know a a lot of our clients struggle with. And I think a lot of women struggle with is just like, you are constantly fearing what the worst possible scenario is will happen. And what I say to that usually is imagine the exact opposite of that scenario that you're fearing, because that is just as likely to happen. You have, you have no control. You have no control over what is about to happen. And so you cannot basically waste away in fear because it is out of your control. And so what can be a helpful you know, practice or method is if you have something that you are truly fearing, like maybe you are diagnosed or you have a fear of getting cancer or sickness or you know, your child being hurt or something, write out a different story. Literally write it out on a piece of paper. Write out, I went to the doctor's office, I walked in and sat on the table and the doctor told me that nothing was wrong. I was totally fine. I was a healthy individual and I could live a long life if I took control of my health. Like write out and imagine the opposite scenario happening because you need to start filling your mind with positive futures versus the worst case scenario all the time because that is all you will see and that is what you will manifest. And in terms of the expectations, good God, guys, you only have control of your actions. You do not have control over what's going to happen in this world. You do not have control necessarily over exactly how people are going to respond to you or how your body might even respond to things. So all you can do is take action today. That's all you have is this moment. We are not promised anything. You are not given anything. We were given this life. And so all you can do is take action today. That is literally like, that's what I, when I get really overwhelmed, that's really all I come back to is all I have control over is literally this moment right now mm-hmm. when it really breaks it down. Yeah, exactly. And what you choose to do now impacts your future, right? We have a saying like everything that you do in terms of your choices, what you're ingesting impacts your future health, your future body, your future life. So we can be paralyzed by this anxiety or we can choose to take control and make choices that align with what we ultimately want instead of manifesting those things that all the negativity you know, all those negative thoughts, um, you know, that we have, we call them the ants, automatic negative thoughts. You got to reframe them. You got to change these things because it's your subconscious mind and you have to bring your conscious mind into awareness to change and reframe those thoughts. And it takes work and it's not something that's done in a week, two weeks, a month, a year. This is the rest of your life because everyone will continue until the day that we move on from this world to have negative thoughts in some way. So don't let those thoughts then start to control your emotions, right? That's the big uh, piece that we want to drive home today. And, And a big thing here in terms of number five is as Becca mentioned before, you have to be aware of what is triggering you. List out all of these negative thoughts, all the negative things that you see or that you're finding in your day and change them. Because back to tip number one, this is ultimately your responsibility to change your thoughts. It's your responsibility to to put into the work and reframe. So we have to acknowledge that, again, negativity is always going to be here but we can control it and we can change the future of it, right? And so you can simply do this. 
I used to do this practice with some of our clients uh, long ago, and I, I think it's still really beneficial, but you can do it by writing things down on a piece of paper. And if you have a negative thought that, you know, okay, I am fat. What's the reality here? I'm not fat. I'm uncomfortable in my skin right now, but I'm working towards it. I'm doing things to help me, presuming that the one is showing up and, you know, changing things, taking action. So I'm doing things to help me get to a better body composition. But this thought here of I am fat doesn't serve me. It doesn't help me, you know, work towards my goal because it's not something that is positive or, you know, helping me get to the actions that I need to in a way that's going to support achieving a goal. We can talk, we can literally think our way out of progress. That is how powerful the mind is. So you can do that. You can write this down in terms of, you know, keeping a little journal with you all day, every day for maybe, I don't know, two or three days here and write down your thoughts. And then you reframe them and then you decide what is not serving me. And you can rip that paper up and you can say, these things don't serve me. You have no power over me. You kind of have this little ceremony. Sometimes you could burn it if you wanted to, uh, but you have to be aware of these things. And then once you've thought about, you know, the thoughts, then you have to look at what's triggering those thoughts. Is it a negative influence? Is it somebody that I talk to at work that is always just Debbie Downer, negative Nancy? I don't want to, you know, partake in conversations with her because I feel more stressed and anxious and just not good after talking to this person. Then draw some boundaries. Again, kind of going back to this book, Becca read boundaries. I'm reading boundaries with kids. No one has to partake in these conversations right? Mm -hmm. We can simply put a sign on the door and say, I'm busy. I'll get back to you. If you need something, shoot me an email. That's just one example at work. You don't have to answer the phone. You don't have to answer the text message. You don't have to entertain these things in your life that are causing you to feel negative emotions and trigger more negative you know, thoughts because ultimately the only person at the end of the day that's ever impacted by these things is you and your yeah. relationships. And so it's really, really important for you to set boundaries in your life, to be aware and acknowledge the things intimately that cause you to feel this way and then say no more. And that sometimes sucks because sometimes it means that you no longer have that strong relationship with somebody. Maybe it's a friend that you've been friends with since birth and you just realize that, mm, we've kind of grown our ways and I don't feel good when I, you know, I'm around this person or this person doesn't align with my values and beliefs and where I want to get to, you might have to distance yourself, you yeah. know, and that part of life sucks. Yeah. I saw a video this morning that it, it was really powerful, but she said, how does it feel that knowing that a thief can come and steal your peace at any moment because of you lack boundaries and you gave them permission. And it was like, you're the gift that just keeps giving. It's a Chris, there's, you know, you're a Santa Claus with no Christmas. You are, you are basically letting other people take your energy and your power. And it's hard. We're not saying this isn't hard guys, but good gosh, like do not live your life unhappy because you are not taking control of your space, your boundaries and your mind. And that is what we wanted to talk about today. Your negative emotions. You have to look at your surroundings. You have to be aware of these triggers. You have to be aware of what is in con your control and what isn't. And the biggest piece, I'm going to give you a bonus one here. Number six, you have to be willing to do it. 
if we are talking about this and all you're saying in your mind is, oh, that's just really hard. Like I have so many things that are hard in my life. I have, I'm a single mom. I have, you, you've already, you've already told yourself you're not changing because you continue to justify the negative that's in your life. Why not you? Why can't you have an amazing life? Anyone can. You just have to take back control of the power that you have. And that may start with setting some really hard boundaries with people, which is the hardest first step. But after that, and I will say, those boundaries probably need to be with yourself. And then it will stem out to other people and it gets easier there. But just ask your question, like, why not me? Why can't I have a better, happier, more positive life? And it's probably the boundaries with you. I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man.